Hi and welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to Raw Chatter. I am your host and presenter, Vicky Midwood. This is season three of this podcast that will be talking about fitness, health, alcohol dependence, issues around food, body weight, body image, and all of the stuff related to how we feel about ourselves and in our own skin. I do hope you enjoy these episodes and I would love you to comment and connect with me on social media. If you get the opportunity to drop me a line, I'd also love to hear from you. It's Vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, at vickymidwood.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey folks and welcome to this episode, episode one of season three. I am Vicky Midwood, your host, as you've just heard in the uh, introduction. And I'm going to start off this very first episode talking about goal weights and target weights. It's January, folks. It's that time of year when people are thinking about if they haven't already started going on a diet or watching their weight or deciding that they want to lose some of the excess pounds that perhaps they gained over Christmas. If they're not doing it now, it's possibly going to be happening at some point soon. And if anybody listening has ever been a member of a, of a slimming type of group, like Weight Watchers or Slimming World, which tend to be the top two, then you will know that they like to set you a target weight. If you have ever been to your GP and you've had a a conversation about your weight and perhaps it's been recommended that you lose some weight they may well have got out a chart and shown you what you ideally should be for your height and what I want to talk about is how target weights can actually sometimes be a big problem particularly with the people that I work with for people who have a tendency towards anorexia and There is a big genetic component, by the way, to people who are likely to get symptoms of anorexia. I'm not going to talk about genes and stuff at the moment, but but not everybody who goes down the road of wanting to lose weight will go down the road of becoming anorexic. But a lot of people will have a, a problem, a tussle go around kind of fighting, if you like, with this particular target weight number. And the reason is that usually people tend to pick a target weight for themselves as the lowest weight that they've ever been. Now, if you have done that, maybe you want to be taking note, because here's the thing. If that was really the best weight for your body, you wouldn't struggle to maintain it. All of us have a set point when it comes to our target weight. Now, there's been an awful lot of research done on set points, and we can change them. They're not absolutely set in stone, but there is a set point where your body is going to probably feel at its most comfortable and where you will be able to maintain that kind of weight pretty easily. Now, the issue that we have with target weights is it's normally a weight where you felt fantastic. Maybe you felt amazing in your clothes. Perhaps you'd really gone to town on hitting the gym and being very, very vigilant in what you were eating prior to a holiday. And perhaps you've got some pictures that you aspire to go back to. And that's what a lot of people do. And if if that's you, you're not unusual. 
I absolutely did it multiple times. Um, and, and so it's kind of the way that we do do it. But what we forget is how hard it was to get there in the first place. It meant a lot of restriction, usually. It meant a lot of determination and and pushing ourselves to, to go to the gym, perhaps, or to go out running or whatever was your chosen form of exercise at the time, to actually hit that target number. It may well have meant that you said no to going out with friends um, and meals out because you were so absolutely focused on hitting that target weight by a certain date. And when you've got something like a holiday or a wedding um, or a christening coming up, they tend to be like the big ones where you know, it's a big family gathering and a get together or a very special event like your own wedding or being a bridesmaid at somebody else's wedding where you're kind of going to be in the spotlight and you want to feel fantastic and you do want to feel your best, that we go out all out, don't we? And we make the effort for these things. The problem is, though, if you don't have such a powerful target, then it's usually quite a challenge to go back to doing what you did before to get there the last time that you got there. And I'm going to put it to you that the target weight that most people set for themselves is not realistic. Because if it was, we would stay at it. Right? We wouldn't find it a challenge. We might fluctuate two or three pounds either side of it. And that is normal, by the way. And that is what I recommend that people do is rather than having a specific number, a specific target weight that you're aiming to hit, if you can maintain a kind of a range, if you like, a target range, then you're never going to be miles away from feeling your best. And it's never going to be a massive, massive challenge or a massive chore, if you like, to, to get back into the excellent shape that perhaps you want to be if you're out on holiday or in a swimming costume or going to an event. Now, I'm not a great fan of numbers, purely and simply because a lot of the people that I work with get completely fixated on a specific number. The clients that I work with, the anorexic clients that I work with, absolutely are, are fixated by numbers. And it's no help at all that when it comes to the recovery process, it's that is also very much number focused, which means that we are keeping this idea that it's a numbers game front and center of the head. And it's not. A target weight is not about a number on a scale. Remember, if you're using a bog basic bathroom scale or the scales that you get weighed on in your doctors, they are not going to differentiate between what is muscle weight, what is bone weight, what is water weight and what is fat weight. They just give you a number. It doesn't tell you anything about your body composition. Okay, And people can weigh much more than perhaps you think that they weigh, but be very, very lean. And other people can weigh less than you think they weigh and can look much, much heavier. And that's not because muscle weighs more than fat. It doesn't. A pound is a pound. A kilo is a kilo. It doesn't matter what it's made of. But it's because fat takes up a lot more space than muscle. And so somebody who is very lean and very, very toned may not weigh lightly on a scale. And so if you are target number focused and you are training and you are trying to increase your lean body mass at the same time as losing some fat mass, you may well find that the number on the scales doesn't shift or it might actually go up 
but your clothes size will be different. How you look in the mirror will be different. And definitely how you feel and function in your own skin will also be different. And so for most of us, if you're a female, for sure, we are going to fluctuate just naturally. If you have a, a, a cycle, um, and I know not everybody listening will will be still having their, their menstrual cycle, but if you are having a menstrual cycle, then you'll know that at some points during your cycle, you feel heavier than others. You may well hang on to water weight um, and feel more bloated. You may find that you crave more carbohydrates at certain points during your cycle. And when we're storing carbohydrates, carbohydrates get stored with water. And so that means that you are going to tend to weigh heavier on a scale, but that's not fat weight, right? That's just more carbohydrate that's stored in your body along with more water. And when you use up that carbohydrate and you use up the water that's stored with it, that weight will disappear, which is why I'm not a great fan of just going by numbers. I am much more of a fan of going by your clothing, and by going how you feel in yourself, if you have energy, if it's easy for you to get out of bed in the morning, if you can do the stuff that you want to do without feeling exhausted, then chances are that you're functioning at a, at a weight that feels good for you. Now, I know that everybody will find that their ideal weight or target weight may change over the years. For some people, it will change because you've been pregnant and you've had babies and you recognize there is an effect on your hormones and you you feel that perhaps you're a different shape and that your body's storing fat differently after you've had a baby. For some people, that is not the case. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because we have to take on board, there is no one size fits all. There is no one correct way of doing things and there is no one set weight for your body. We're fixated by one thing, right? And we so need to let go of that. It's either this or it's that. I'm either at target weight or I'm not. And how about you get a little bit more compassionate with yourself and a little bit more understanding of how your body actually does work in terms of the fact that when you exercise, for example, if you jump on the scales after you've done a hard session of exercise, and chances are your weight will have gone up on the scale. Have you suddenly miraculously put on some fat through your workout? No, of course you haven't. You know that. So this is where you need to be really kind of sensible in how you view a scale and particularly a target weight. And I recommend that you give yourself a good two and a half to three kilos as your target zone, right? So for me, I know that I feel really, really good at around about 58 kilos, right? But my actual target weight, if you like, it goes up to 62, Okay, because I know that my body can fluctuate between 58 and 62, and it's still normal and it's still maintainable for me. If I start to go above that 62 kilo mark, I don't feel good, right? And it's not because I'm fixated by scales, because I rarely get on the scales, but I know my body so well. 
I've had so many issues. And for those of you who don't know my story, feel free to jump over onto my uh, website, which is vickimidwood.com, where you've got a kind of synopsis of my story there. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it on this webinar here. I've covered it in previous series. And um, so if you do want to listen, uh, jump back into season one. Uh, and I do share um, a lot of my story over three episodes. But the point is, I've been anorexic, I've been bulimic, I've been overweight, I have been exercise obsessed, and I know my body intimately. I have reconnected with it, and I know every part of it, and I know exactly when it's changing, I know how it looks, and I know how it feels. So I don't need to jump on a scale to tell me if my body is putting on some weight or some fat. Because when we're talking weight, let's be realistic, we're talking fat, aren't we? Usually. And so for me, I know that when I am weight training much more heavily, then I tend to feel better in my clothes. I tend to feel leaner. I tend to feel tighter. Okay. When I am not able to do so much, if I've been injured or if just my schedule doesn't allow it, then I know that things don't feel quite the same. And so do I decide to do something about it and change tack? Yes, absolutely, I do. But I don't get fixated on a number. I certainly don't go running to the scale just to check where I am. Have a target weight by all means as a guideline and, and aim for, you know, a range if you can that feels sensible for you. Now, I do do a lot of exercise. I still teach fitness classes. And it's important that I do do the right type of exercise. I have something called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which your thyroid is, is kind of, if you like, one of the, the main glands that's in charge of your metabolism, but also in charge of your temperature and a myriad of other things. And so for me, it's important that I don't overdo the wrong type of exercise, which is what I did for donkey's years when I was a fitness instructor. And by focusing on cardio, cardio, cardio in my head to burn calories, cardio burns calories, cardio, calories, cardio, calories. If you're thinking that, stop it. Right? The best way for your body to actually burn calories if you like and utilize energy really really efficiently is through weight training cardio is important for your heart yeah cardiac muscle cardio makes sense now i have had a heart attack i had a heart attack in 2018 and that is because of stress and because of my history of alcohol dependence and because of my craziness around food and taking laxatives and way too much exercise and basically buggered up my gut. Um, and that's the main cause of thyroid Hashimoto's is, is leaky gut um, and all of the good stuff that leaky gut brings. Now, in my case, I have to do some cardio because I want to keep my heart healthy. I certainly don't want to have a second heart attack that is not on the agenda. I don't plan to do that at all, which means that I do a combination of weight training and cardio. So I do something like high intensity resistance training or high intensity interval training. And yes, I'm 54. And yes, I do still do jumping stuff. Why? Because I enjoy it and I can do it. And as long as I can do it, 
I'm going to keep on doing it. When I'm injured, then I'm sensible and I don't do stuff that's going to exacerbate an injury or is going to slow down the healing process. But I do do, and I'm sorry, but I am one of those people. I do enjoy doing burpees. I do enjoy doing jump squats. And you may well read a load of stuff now that you should never do any of this stuff when you're over 50. Well, you know what? Listen to your body because it's your body. And if you can reconnect to it, and if you can really understand it, then you will find that you will do what works best for you. As I've said, there is no one size fits all. There is no correct target weight for your body. There is a target range. There, what you're aiming for is to feel good, is to feel energized, is to feel happy, is to feel that you can go out to eat and not be paranoid about counting calories and whether you can have a dessert or not. If food is taking over, if calorie counting is taking over, then you know that it's probably not a happy place for you. When you're not giving food any more thought than at that particular mealtime, which is all you should be doing, then you know that you've pretty much got it cracked for you, right? We are not designed to be grazing all of the time. As humans, we function better if we have gaps where we're not eating, right? And our bodies do what they need to do in those gaps in terms of them utilizing the food that you ate in the previous meal. Be sensible in terms of liquid energy and liquid calories that you're taking in. And that includes things like energy drinks and fruit juices and smoothies and all of these drinks that are kind of pushed and marketed at you as being really healthy because oftentimes they might be healthy but they're packed full of sugar and sugar basically is just it's carbohydrate that your body can use very very quickly which is great if you are very active and notice I said active and not busy because so many people who struggle with weight have very busy lives they absolutely do they are not active. They spend a lot of their time sitting either in meetings or traveling to and from meetings, right? So they're not actually active. They may be very, very busy in terms of what their brain is always doing something and they're on to the next thing, but but physically, not necessarily so. So you don't need to be grazing all of the time. You don't need to be drinking all of the time unless it's water. And I recommend that you do actively sip water throughout the day frequently because one of the best things you can do for your body and your brain is to keep it well hydrated. So if you are embarking on losing some of your weight that perhaps you gained over Christmas because you just enjoyed yourself as we all do and you're meant to over Christmas, please don't feel guilty about it. It's the time of year where you're meant to overindulge and you're meant to try all the rich foods because you can and they're available and you should. But know that now you have decided that you're going to do something different. Do it with compassion. Be sensible. Eat at meal times. Sit down. Eat slowly. Chew really, really well. Your body needs to be hydrated and it needs to be in a state of relaxation to actually utilize the nutrients that you're giving your body. And if you can focus 
on nutrients and not just energy. In other words, what's in your food? Focus on good quality food, not just the calories in the food. Then you will find that it is so much more easy to get to your target range and then to maintain it very, very simply throughout the year. And if you do that, it's so much easier for you to make some little tweaks if you want to for those special occasions. I hope this has been helpful for you. If it has, I would love you to leave a comment either here on the podcast or on YouTube if you're watching it on YouTube. You can also connect with me on all of the socials which are in the show notes. And I would love you, if you would like to, to download a little freebie that I've got on just simplifying how you can just stay within target weight very easily throughout the year so that you don't have to go on drastic diets multiple times a year and restrict yourself. Dieting is something you want to let go of. Maintaining and staying in that target zone throughout the year is so much easier and then you never have to diet again. Have a good day and thank you for watching or listening. Until the next time, take care of yourself. You only have one body. Look after it. It's yours for life.